This is Create the Next from Pro CFO Partners, where every week we explore strategies and ideas for financial management and growth to help today's businesses put their financial picture in context. Welcome back to Create the Next. I'm Chris Bentliff, and I'm joined today by Jeff Wheatley. It's great to have you back, Jeff. Let's get right into it. Look, either we're in a recession or we're headed to a recession or it's imminent or no, no, it's a ways off or I don't need anybody else to tell me what's going on. I'm a business that is suffering from something and struggling. Doesn't matter how we got here. Doesn't, doesn't matter all the parts and pieces that might fit that puzzle together. I'm struggling. What advice do you have for me not to sort of talk abstractly about this concept of recession, which is interesting too, but how do I get through it? What are some steps I can take to manage, uh, mitigate uh, contingencies. There's a lot for me to think about. I might be nervous. I might be panicking. I might be freaking out, or maybe I'm just trying to prepare for the worst. There's a lot to unpack. Where do you think we should start in this conversation? Thanks, Chris. It's always good to be back. Uh, nice to talk with you again. Uh, you know, interesting, the, the recession is, or whether we're in a recession or not in a recession, it is certainly an interesting time, right? And you can debate forever the causal factors as to why we got to here. But the point is we are here and whether we're in one or we're not in one, a lot of people think that we are and businesses need to prepare as if we are. Um, but you know whether this is a, a continuation of a COVID outbreak a couple of years ago or new economic cycles, you know, businesses are already dealing with these downturn, downturns and it doesn't matter what caused it. It's what are we going to do about it? Mm. The question is, what can we do about from a small business perspective? What can you do about surviving in an inflationary or a recessionary environment? What can you do? Or maybe the better question is, what are you not going to do? If something isn't aligned with your business goals, and if it isn't relevant to you and your current situation, why are you still doing it? Oh, man. I love that. There's a ton to unpack just in what you said. So, so first, this idea of surviving um, versus, I don't want to say the old sort of uh, hokey maxim of thriving, but what should my sort of mental or or sort of posture be when it comes to this recession thing? Should it just be let's hunker down and get through it? Because you know what? I might be tired of hunkering down and getting through it. It's been a long couple of years, but maybe that's the best thing for me to do. And then Share with me more about this idea of what not to do, because I think that's such a, we can all start going into weird places for financing or start doing weird things with our products, holding it back or spending too much or doing this, laying off or making hires, all kinds of different things we could be doing. I love this idea of consistency with your strategy, which obviously predicates that I need to have a strategy. So should I be thinking about this sort of what's, what's my posture be when it comes to this idea of recession, surviving or, uh, Worry about survival, and then you can do the more interesting things if you feel like you've kind of, whatever, got your, your parts in, in hand. What's your position on some of that? Well, I think, you know, anticipating and weathering a recession kind of depends in large part on the way you've structured your business to date, right? So if you're a business, you're a business owner, and obviously, if you're a good business owner, you're supported by a really good CFO. <laughs> if, you, if, if, you, if you think about your business from a fundamentally forward-thinking basis, and you've got some just some general um, background and some foundational elements of your business that you have in place, like you're always doing a SWOT analysis, and you've got a business plan, and you've always got resource plans against that business plan, 
and you've got good policies and good processes and good procedures in place, and you measure and reward employees for achieving those business objectives, then while your objectives may change slightly during a, re- a recessionary timeframe, you're structured very well in order to quote unquote weather um, an in- inflation. So I don't think in that case you're doing anything differently. But with as with any generally successful business, you need to approach a recession impact from as much a position of strength as possible, right? Um, and in a lot of cases, that means not being reactionary and not being scared and not being concerned about the unknown, but it's really taking a holistic view of your business and you know, kind of thinking about both the internal and the external factors that can impact what you do and what the rest of the world around you does. And you brought up the point earlier about, you know, what are we, what are we not going to do or what should we not do? You know, and if you think about your business from kind of customer facing and impacting and back of the house and some of the things that people generally think of are they can control the back of the house things and they can't control the customer interfacing and customer affecting things. Well, I think there are a couple of customer facing front of the house things that you can do. Mm. One of the things that you should not do, by the way, is you should not stop marketing during a a recession. In in fact, marketing is more important now than probably any other time because you really do need to get yourself out in front of your customer base and you need to differentiate yourself. So do not cut your marketing spending. Do not stop marketing your business. Do not stop supporting your brand. But what you should stop doing is marketing to something that isn't your core business. You know, market to your existing client base right now, right? They're your single greatest source of revenue. They're your single greatest source of referral. You already know how to contact them. So it's generally more efficient and cost-effective to increase your marketing efforts to your existing customer base. They can be a great referral source to you too by during, during this time frame, right? You shouldn't probably go out and market a whole bunch of new products. You know, if you stick to your core product, your core competency set, and make sure that that is what you're executing against. Now, at the same time, if you've got a new product that is new to you but not to your customer set, then I would absolutely go ahead and enter that product because then you're just diversifying your business, right? But that's a vertical integration as opposed to a horizontal expansion. I wouldn't necessarily consider a horizontal expansion right now, but the more market share you can get from your existing customer base by providing more products that they need today, then that's that's a that's a great activity to to undertake. This is- I think finally one one other point I think from a marketing standpoint is, you know, while you shouldn't um you probably shouldn't try to market to new and unknown customer demographics today, you absolutely should refine the existing channels and strategies that you have so that you're targeting your best possible customer set and that you're doing it as efficiently as possible. Man, Jeff, you are you are speaking to all of my heartstrings as a marketing pro. So much of what you're sharing resonates. Uh, often, uh, marketing is the first thing to sort of go when when we're faced with these pressures. And you're absolutely right that we've got to have the furnace to stoke that sales fire. And that's where marketing comes in. And I love what you're sharing around 
uh, amplify marketing to your existing customers, do you think this is also a good time for me to sharpen my value proposition? Some of the things that I've been sort of a little vague on, or maybe I've been able to get by on uh, because times were different. This is a great time for me to really start to understand what is valuable and interesting and unique about me and my business that my customers keep wanting to come back. How can I do more with that? How can I sharpen that blade a little bit more? Ultimately, I'm going to be better for that on the other end of whatever the recession is or however long it's going to be, if I can do those things. It's a time for, uh, in that reflection, some innovation in that space. Do you agree? I, I do agree. I do agree. And, you know, we can sit back as business owners and say that we should always do this, but, you know, life gets in the way. Business gets in the way. So when you have an impetus, when you have a th- an outside influence that forces you to think about those kind of things, then take advantage of it, right? You know, kind of make lemons, make lemonade out of the lemons that we've got. And, you know, I think there, I think there's a couple of direct aspects that you can do during a time frame like a recessionary or a very inflationary environment to help um, help you think better about that. Um, one that comes to mind is, you know, while it's never fun to say goodbye, if you have some uncro- unprofitable customers or some unprofitable customer segments or even some unprofitable products, now's a good time to cut them, right? There is no reason to continue pushing good money after bad. Mm-hmm. And if you have to, if you're doing using this opportunity in this environment to kind of retrench and think differently anyway, then you know addition by subtraction is a really good way to do it. And cutting unprofitable customers or segments is, is a great way of refining your business scope. At the same time, if you're going to do that, then you really need to make sure that you're communicating with your customers, your partners, and your suppliers in general to make sure that for whatever actions that you're taking, that they can be around to support you because they're going through the same type of situation that you are. And you really wouldn't want to be in the situation where you find out on the back end that you were an uncom- an unprofitable customer of one of your suppliers. And so they, they cut you off. And now all those plans that you've been thinking about are now thrown into chaos. So make sure that you're communicating with your constituencies, not just your customers, but your suppliers, your partners, your distributors, make sure they're all on the same, they're all on the same page. Um, and one final thing I think is, you know, in times like this, um, you have to accelerate all the metrics that you use to measure your success. So if you look at your if you look at your customer sales on a monthly basis, time to do it weekly. Oh, if, you, if you do it if you do it weekly, then you need to do it on the weekends versus the weekdays. Where are your micro trends? Again, this goes back to that concept of execution. You have to be able to execute better in recessionary times and one way to do that is make sure that you've got more eyes and more frequent eyes on the KPIs that drive your business every day. Holy smokes. This is such great practical, tactical advice. And you know, I love that whenever we're here at Create the Next, I love it when, when we get to deliver something to go do right now. And for me, this closes the loop a little bit on one of the very first things you said, which was, if you've always been doing a SWOT analysis, et cetera, et cetera, you might be okay. SWOT analysis, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. And my guess is that there's a lot of small and mid-market companies that maybe do that. Maybe they'd like to think they do that more than once every five years, but they don't. And part of what you shared flippantly, but only half joking like we ever do here, is your CFO should be leading that. And I love how you're positioning this because it's hard for me 
in a recessional uh, kind of space to think, well, I'm going to cut revenue. I'm going to get rid of some of that stuff because uh, it's unprofitable. But the idea of losing revenue is scary. If I haven't been doing kind of a SWOT analysis on the regular, if I haven't been paying attention to some of these KPIs, I really need to get some financial partnership, some strategic companionship to help me weather some of this and see some of this because otherwise my bad habits are going to, as you point out, just amplify into something that I can't manage anymore. Talk to me a little bit about that level of support that I should be getting either internally. I've already got whatever my financial functions in place and I need to expect more differently from them. What's What are some of those things? Or I'm small and mid-market. I've got a bookkeeper. What? They shouldn't be helping me out. Talk to me about what I need in that space. Well, your own worst enemy, Chris, is your lack of understanding of your own business, right? And small and medium business owners, I think, fall into that trap all the time. They, there is nobody that knows their product or their business as well as they do. And every good partner that works with them is going to acknowledge that, right? They know their business better than anybody else. But like any driven business person, um, they know what drives their business but they're often not aware of where the weaknesses and the threats to their business are because they don't want to acknowledge those entrepreneurial people. They don't look back, right? They're not afraid of taking a chance. And that, that tends to lend itself to people that are really focused on driving their business, but may not understand how to protect their business. Mm -hmm. And in a, and in a recessionary environment, you do need to protect your business. And so business owners need to have partners, in my opinion, a CFO, a good CFO, a forward-thinking CFO, that is the business partner that you need because they're involved in the business with you. Um, and they think about businesses generally a little bit differently than owners or CEOs. But it's not just a CFO. It's, it's a board of directors. It's, a, it's an advisor. It's a longtime family friend. It's a mentor that you've used forever. I mean, it can be any or all of those. But the thing to remember, I think, for business owners is nobody is going through this recessionary, this recessionary environment in a vacuum, right? While there may be industry segments that aren't necessarily seeing this today, most businesses are. So everybody's going through the same thing. So to reach out and talk to people and find out what they're doing differently and how they may be able to evaluate their business and to then internalize that to yours, that, that's, that's certainly not a sign of weakness and it's certainly not a sign of softness in their business. That's just smart business. And a good CFO is really going to help you do that because that is, that is the, the lens that they bring to the business. It's to help a CEO think about those types of 360 degree impactors that, is, that a CEO may not necessarily have either seen or been exposed to that a CFO can help them bring to the table. Jeff Wheatley is dropping knowledge all over the place, everybody. So some takeaways from our conversation for me. One is stop doing the stuff that doesn't help my business strategically. Two is really closely review on, on a weekly, my KPIs, but also my profitability, my relationships, and be prepared to make some seemingly tough, but probably very healthy decisions. And three is, Surround myself with a network of capable people, professionals and otherwise, that can help me get through this. And I love what you're sharing, that we're not in a vacuum. You're not going through this alone. And everybody can tend to feel that way. You can tend to feel like, well, my situation is so completely unique that nobody could, whatever, help me understand or help me get through it. 
And Jeff is saying, no, folks, that's not how it works. Of, of, of all the things that sort of that you're dealing with on, on the daily, Jeff, and that you're the conversations you're having and the, the clients you're working with and the people that are struggling, is there one sort of piece of advice that you're giving again and again and again that is a good place for me to start? Is it is it look stop with the unprofitable customers? Is it uh, conduct a SWOT analysis if you haven't done it? Like, what's the first next best thing I should do if I haven't really if I'm finding myself a little flat footed here? Chris, I think if 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 you have not done any of this as part of your normal day to day business operations, one you're not alone. To your point, there are a lot of businesses that don't do these things on a regular recurring basis, no matter how much they know that they should, they just don't. So if you're in this position where you're saying, what do I need to do first? I think the most important thing you have to do is you really do need to do a very strong and in-depth SWOT analysis. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, you're really not getting a good picture of what you can do and what you need to react to. And that's why a SWOT analysis is so is, is so beneficial because it looks at both the internal parameters of what you are doing today and what you can do today and balances that and, and matches that up against the external factors of things that you have no control over, but that you still need to think about. And until you really understand um, some more detail around those strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats then you don't really have enough information to develop a good plan to take advantage or mitigate any of those things. And then if, you're, if you don't have that and you're, and you're making plans with not, without good objectives, then you're just asking for failure. So take the time, stop, do a good SWOT analysis, and then build out some plans. It, it's not too late. You may not, you know, if you haven't done that today, then it's not that you can't do it. You just might have a couple extra steps to get to where you really need to be um, before uh, a business that does this as a, as a matter of course. Mm. Thanks for delivering that confidence and that uh, that reassurance. I think that's a really important way for us to sort of put a bow around this particular conversation, uh, that it's not too late. It's a great time to, to get started. And Jeff, we need to have you back. I mean, if we're going to get through this whole thing, you have so many great ideas and you and I have talked a, a bit about some of those ideas and I feel like we've just scratched the surface. So Thank you so much for what is, for me, really generous and expert uh, advice and guidance today. Um, we're so valuable for it. I hope everybody out there presses replay and takes some notes because really, really great insights for us to, uh, to get through this. Jeff Wheatley from ProCFO Partners. Great conversation today, Jeff. Really enjoyed uh, uh, the, the discussion. Thanks and for watching. having you back. And Thank a special so thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. Visit ProCFOPartners.com for more strategies and ideas for financial management and growth to help you put your business's financial picture in context.